Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord gives us a parable this morning. A man of means with some wealth has put on a great supper. And he has many RSVPs. And so he sends a servant out to let them know it's time to come and eat. So the servant gets the list. He goes, okay, I'm going to go to the first fellow on this list. And he goes and he says, the invitation, we're ready, come, eat. And he says, you know, I just bought this piece of property. I'm going to go see it now. Sorry, I can't come. You can servant maybe scratches his head and he says, either this guy has a lot of money such that he can just buy property sight unseen, which is not wise, <laughs> or this is a pretty lame excuse. I bought a property. I'm going to go take a look-see at it instead of the supper that I had on my calendar for a month. So the servant marks him off. Okay, second person. He goes to the second Time has come. It's time to eat. You know, I just bought these oxen, five of them. I'm going to go test them. I need to take a rain check. Servant scratches his head and he's like, okay, five oxen. And that day and age, it's like, I just got two Lamborghinis and I'm going to take them for a spin down the Pellissippi going 75. And the servant scratches his head and he's like, if you've got five oxen, you've definitely got somebody trained to drive those oxen. So why now? It's like six, seven o'clock at night. You're going to go take out the oxen right now? Okay, pretty lame. Marks him off. Third one, he comes to him. The feast is ready. He says, you know, I just got married. All of those who've made that transition from single life to married life, this might seem a little bit more plausible than the first two. I can't come. Servant still scratches his head. You know, marriage is important. But the only thing that I can think of, you know, in the Levitical law, we're not in war. Because that's in the law, you get a year off so that you don't die. You can have a year of marital bliss and then you can die. But you can take a year off from war. Okay, this has been on the books. It's a month ahead, maybe even longer. Okay, so he goes back to the master. We have in these three, as the scriptures tell us in the parable, it says, they all with one accord began to make excuses. St. Augustine, when he preaches on this text and he speaks or expands upon what it is that besets the man with the property, we see in this man the priority of power or dominion and, of course, attached to that money. Instead of the feast... His mind is absorbed with what he has, 
what he owns, what he lords over. The five oxen, well, St. Augustine, but also many other saints, when they hear five, and this is typical throughout the parables, they think of five senses. So they interpret the one with the five oxen, this one is similar to the one with the property, his love of money, of power. This one is bound by their five senses. They cannot see, touch, smell, feel anything beyond what they can touch, smell, etc. They're bound by their senses. In a sense, this is the father saying they're materialists. They can't see or experience anything beyond. Spiritual realities don't really weigh into any equation. Well, the recently married, if we're following Augustine or some of the other father's line of thought, you can probably guess what it is that besets the recently married. What is now available to one recently married? They're enthralled by the sensual. Their life ruled by pleasure and pleasure-seeking. Now, what do all of these share? Whether it is maybe that they have prioritized their power, their land, their senses, or what their senses can give them, pleasure. What do they all share? Besides a very poor sense of timing, maybe calendar keeping, and they just didn't really have it written into the notebook. They all give excuses. They're all good at making an excuse. Whether or not the excuse is very good, they still know how to get themselves out of the responsibility, the thing that they have agreed to. If you just take a moment and think about maybe even this morning, much less just yesterday, you can probably imagine, or remember rather, words coming out of your mouth. Probably the sentence starts with something like, but. You probably made an excuse this morning, yesterday, within the past week, for excusing, if you get to the core of it, it's to X, it means to exit, and then the cause or cues there is cause. It is to exit yourself from like the causality or the case. If somebody has a case to bring against you in court. It is ultimately to escape. I like to say maybe sidestep the weight of responsibility. Because I am the most familiar with making excuses when there is something that someone brings to my attention. Like, you didn't do da-da-da, or you were supposed to do this, or we need to do this. But I don't want to. But I don't have time. But I have other things that I need to do. Some of these, it makes sense. There can be a conversation that can occur. But most of the time, excuse-making is seeing, feeling the weight of responsibility and just saying, nope, I don't think so. Or, no, I don't really want that. And in fact, what really needs to carry the weight is something else. 
And what does this do? What does this do when we make excuses? It reveals, it's like a little apocalypse, it reveals what the priority of our heart is. Obviously, these three did not want to come to the Great Supper. They might have looked forward to it. They probably, as I said, I'm sure most of them had it marked on their calendar. Maybe their Google notification came up a day before, six hours before. This is how I try to keep track of things. Like, bing, oh yeah, okay, that thing. Bing, oh yeah, okay, that thing. But it revealed the priority, because these are lame excuses. Who buys property sight unseen unless you just have money? Who gets five oxen, yoke of oxen without the similar that You haven't tested them yet. You haven't looked at their teeth. You haven't checked out their hooves. You, you don't know what's going on with this oxen. Again, marriage, okay. But you know, there's nothing prohibiting. This is something that you, as husband and wife, make a decision. We're going to go to this, have this responsibility. We very often release ourselves from the weight of responsibility. I am no monk. I'm trying in general. You know, it's okay. Maybe even God loves me anyway. These are all kind of little things that we give ourselves outs. Confession. I went two years ago. Forgiveness. Forgiving somebody. You know, excuses over small things that we find in our lives they always as our lord tells us those who are faithful in small things will be faithful in big things if we have a habit and most of us have this habit of making excuses over small things just getting out of the weight you know i can be late to church because i'm making the effort anyways it doesn't really matter I cannot say my prayers because, you know, there's other things that have happened. I can't, you can just fill in the blank. Excuse, excuse, excuse. We so often take the weight of the excuse more readily than the weight of the good thing or the thing that we need to be doing. We especially do this on our own without discernment and without counsel. We make we lighten things, we change things, we alter things, we push things off, and we do it on our own. There is a weight, and there is a tension that comes with the responsibilities that we have. There are times where you do need to excuse yourself from something, right? And they're legitimate. We're not talking about legitimate excuses. If you can't get up out of bed, or if every breath you take in causes you to almost cough up a lung, we probably won't see you on Sunday morning. And it makes total sense. If there are other things that are going on, way overweighing or, you know, etc., to get some advice, you know, what should I do? To get counsel. But so often we don't seek counsel, we don't do anything about the weight or tension, we just release it. Oh, responsibility, something heavy. Let it go. When the servant comes back with his list all marked off, what does it say? The master was angry. He set out this gigantic feast, and everybody had an excuse. And I'm sure the servant regaled him with the excuses. And the master's like shaking his head. 
So he says, okay, go out into the streets, lanes of the city, bring in the poor, maimed, lame, and blind. Master, we've done it. There's still room at the feast. So the master says, go into the highways and hedges. That means go to the extremes, the limits. Compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men, the ones with the excuses, who were invited, will taste my supper. There is the glorious weight that we can excuse ourselves, that we can make excuses for our spiritual life. But many times, this weight that we can excuse ourselves is nothing but the weight of God's love for us. Go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. The love of God, the responsibilities that he puts upon us, we go back to last Sunday, the yoke that he has put upon us, as we have decided to follow him, it is... It has weight to it, but it's something that you can manage. It is something that he gives to you out of his love that he compels you. This is, you think of God compelling? We usually think of God inviting, uh, trying to get our attention. But here we have that God is asking a servant to compel, to push forward. The love of God, it compels, it moves, it's expressive, it's active. He's constantly pursuing us. But we can sidestep it, right? We can move out of that compelling, awesome love of God if we excuse ourselves from its weight. Because the love of God does not just say, you're good where you are. The love of God says, you are loved and accepted where you are, but you need to move towards me. If we make excuses, and let's just put this in our, on our radar for the next few weeks. Let's try to not make excuses. If you catch yourself making an excuse, measure it out. Is this actually a legitimate excuse, or is this just an excuse? Because as the Master says, those who invited, who refused to come to the feast, who gave their excuses, they're going to miss the Great Supper. Let the love of God compel you forward. You can bear the weight, the yoke of Christ, the responsibility of following Jesus Christ. You can keep your word and make your way to the great supper. Make no excuses and bear the glorious weight. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.